I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Second Take Variety Hour. The Second Take Variety Hour is filmed in front of a live studio audience. Welcome to the Second Take Variety Hour, the show in which the... Okay, we're actually going to part the curtain. We're not filmed in front of a live studio audience. That's never going to happen. Lies. How could you, Sebastian? If technically Zane's voice said that, so I feel nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Sebastian. So Zane lying to all of us? <laughs> I always knew it. I maintain that there is a secret audience somewhere laughing and carrying on. In the heart of on. every child. Exactly right. <laughs> Or maybe they're just sharpening their knives in anticipation of finally meeting us in, yep. in person. I'm Andy Schosser on that upbeat note. <laughs> Good. I'm crying on the inside, and I'm Alex. <laughs> and we are joined today by a very special guest. Please, introduce yourself. Hey, everybody. It's uh, Goff from Beer Nuts Productions. Welcome back. How you been? Yeah, very well indeed. And you fellas are obviously... Looking fantastic. Oh, we have a theme song Thank now. You. I know. And, we and have I'm music. Like, hey, yeah. look, I, I've got to give you kudos because that, that music, it, uh, it couldn't be more variety hour right. if yeah. you tried. It <laughs> really, it is so perfect. It really, it kind of tickled me inside. I can assure you, none of the three people across the table from you have ever tried in anything in their lives. So don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, sorry. <clears throat> I mean, except for Alex. Thank you. He tries very hard. It's like uh, uh, for those people who may have uh, downloaded some of my films, we've got uh, we have a Beer Nuts Productions theme song, and Brendan, who did it for me, uh, his brief was "I want cheesy Tonight Show," and he <laughs> couldn't have nailed the Beer Nuts because yes. you fellas have seen some of my yeah. stuff, and yeah. and during the end credits, you've heard the theme song, and he couldn't have nailed cheesy Tonight Show theme any better. It's like the because I've said to Simon, my production man, I'm like. Do you think we should change? He said, "Never change no, it. No, it's no. too good to you. you can't yeah. can't improve on that. It's too good." So yeah, but so Beauty. bottom line is, I like your thing. <laughs> Thank you. I'm the worst for always changing stuff. Like, how many times have we changed? Just the not the variety hour, but like the general review show theme song. Four times, uh, five times in the last three years. You're still looking for a, for I, a format as far as I can tell <laughs> after three years. Yeah. I yeah. absolutely am. <laughs> Seriously, I get like 10 minutes of downtime. I'm like, yeah, but how could it be different and better? <laughs> and I haven't worked that out yet. I, mean, I might just have to cut myself out of the show. Yeah. I think that's the easiest way, just detach myself. Me too. So yeah. <laughs> you think I should leave? Speaking of- There's, of, a, there's a music. <laughs> Speaking of format, this um, the, the latest film of yours, uh, how to- how to job interview, yes, how uh, to land, essentially. How to land that dream how to job. Land that, how to land that dream job. Because I'm here to help. Yeah. <laughs> it's sort of a, a mockumentary, um, uh, one of those helpful, uh, what would you call it, one of those corporate videos 
that that you play, and I can imagine this being played in the doll office. Uh, <laughs> oh no, I mean in 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 the in the context of of the universe, right? Of, <laughs> this is how it would be used. I was really hoping it would be played. In the doll. <laughs> well, you never know. Centrelink, we're listening. <laughs> well, um, as far as a mockumentary is concerned, um, which number mockumentary is this of your entire library? Because this this isn't the first time you've delved in. Like the the prostitution one you did um, before this, that was most definitely a mockumentary, hard hitting journalist style thing. Yes, yeah. So uh, this is actually our seventeenth film. Okay, uh, but in regards to like the mockumentary format, I reckon probably. Seven of those seventeen are probably mockumentary. Okay, yeah, because I kind of like—I really like that theme because it, it it allows. Good, well, well, I suppose to back up, I kind of really enjoy taking a particular subject like prostitution, or in this case, sort of the employment sector job interview thing. I, I, I love taking a subject and just tearing it apart. Yes, I find that really fun because it's fun. So, uh, so yeah, so that's. Uh, that's kind of why I've sort of stuck. But in saying that, like you said, I always, even though it's a mockumentary style, I always try to make them different so that people don't get bored with the same thing. So even though there's different ways to do one format or one genre, as yes. the case may be. So, so yeah, the last one, like you said, the prostitution one was more like, uh, you know, uh, well, it was a subtle home invasion, <laughs> but uh, it, was, it was more like the uh, a current affairs 60-minute style, whereas this one's more of a how-to guide kind of a situation. So Yes, and an, an instructional video. Yeah, instructional yeah, video yeah. is a better way to put it, yes. so and Can I say, there was actually some really solid advice hidden within the actual production. Like, don't like, be a dickhead. Don't be a dickhead. <laughs> I'm like sitting there just like writing notes heavily like, oh, God, yeah. don't be a dickhead. No, well, you know, I'm here to help, like I said earlier. So, yes, you can learn and laugh at the same time. Yeah, I've, I've always been a, f- a fan of the mockumentary and um, uh, instructional video genre style for a comedy thing because you've got, you've got a very definite context uh, boundary that you can work within. And you don't have to worry about the structure of it because that's more or less done for you. You can just focus on cranking out the jokes. Yeah, absolutely. So how this one was sort of written uh, was kind of like I wrote each character's sketch and then I went back and I was like, well, what can we quote-unquote learn from this person? And then I wrote the voiceover instructional bit okay. afterwards. So the sketches came first and then the, the, <coughs> the want for the better word, instructional part came, came second. So yeah, did it ever cross your mind to make it a, a bigger story? In what regard? Uh, like when I was when I was watching it, in the back of my mind, I was thinking if I had written this, I would because of the the joke at the end um, of the the presenter having himself paid, you know, shelled out money for all these actors that he himself is now poor and has to go go finding uh, finding work and, and use the advice in his own video. Um, I would have I would have made that into the story of the whole thing. I whereas, see what you're saying. Whereas I may have introduced him as a as a HR guy or something who's got the order to make this that's, instructional video. That's the, the sequel. Then you, yeah. <laughs> well, I was just going to say, then, then the tag doesn't work if you do that. No, I mean, you can still make the video. And, no, no, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. But, but uh, the tag wouldn't be the ironic twist at the end wouldn't be as humorous if if, if, mm. uh, if I had done it. I see what you're saying. Well, possibly, but, but I would have made it so that he's um, like – my mind immediately went to how how I would have done it, and it would have been that yeah, he's this HR guy who's been tasked with making this video, but the uh, social justice policy of this corporate thing is so 
pervasive that he can only hire the most incompetent people for each demonstration. So, you know, the, the guy who is um, talking about uh, uh, elocution and, and pronouncing things correctly, he's a stutterer. You're going to have a foreigner who's, who's the grammar expert. You know, th- there are going to be all these all these constraints on who he can hire. And then the video ends up being awful. He ends up being fired at the end and then has to, you know, ironically has to, has to go shopping for, for work. Well, yeah, yes, I could have done it that way. Be, oh, no, I, 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 no. Yeah, Andrew. It's, it's, not, it's, it's, not, it's, it's not a criticism. It's just that. No, 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 I understand what you're saying. It's just that, I mean, it's, 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 26, it's 26 minutes long, which in my mind is long for a sketch. Yes, it's 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 a long time to to, we were, to sustain. We were a sketch. actually talking about exactly this on okay. the on the walk to the studio, and I thought Goff made a really great point. He, these these movies aren't available on on YouTube. They're not available on like a free streaming service. Like Goff puts them out at a price in the, about five dollars yeah, roughly Australian. Every film is five dollars, so I yeah. mean it's cheaper than a cup of coffee. Exactly. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there's an there's a want there when you're when you're putting a dollar a price tag on something that it's got to be worth that money. So to actually add like that 26 minute length there is kind of saying like, this is to kind of show the value of the product. You're not paying, you know, $5 for a quick two minute sketch on YouTube. Oh no, I, I, that's, that's where the 26 minute length comes from. Just honestly giving that value to the, to the people that are watching these videos. Yeah. I always, I always make sure with all of my films. Uh, so all 17, well, I mean, there is one feature film there, which goes for 90 minutes, but with the other 16, like Seb said, I always want to make sure that, people are getting value for their money. So 25 minutes is usually my target. Usually they're between anywhere. They're always over 20, but usually they're around the 23, 24 minute mark. And this one got to 26 minutes. And the other thing too, is when I'm filming a a movie, a lot of the actors are used to doing more uh, commercial, not independent type work. And so they're always worried about, Oh, how long, have I got to do – and I always say to them, you need to relax because with me it's different. A joke takes however long it takes to tell. Yes. So you never have to stress about timing. So while I have a rough idea after I've written the script of how long the piece is going to be, you, I never know until it's actually edited, which is actually a good thing because I'm no one's breathing down my neck saying it has to be this amount of time mm. or you have to do this or you have to do that. So – you know, I can I can say what I want, do what I want, as you clearly could tell. <laughs> and uh, and and in regards to the timing, the timing is what it turns out to be, which I think lends itself to a better product in the end. Yeah, so, of yeah. course. And we've talked in the past that you're very um, deliberate in, in in your language. Yes, and you like people to read your script um, exactly as it's as, as it's written. Were you a little bit free with that in this one, letting the actors? Uh, no, never. No. <laughs> so the jokes are the jokes, and they will be funny. Actors are animals, and they will do tricks for me. <laughs> like even to the point, and I know this is probably going to the extreme, but with the stuttering guy, I even wrote where I wanted my stutters. Oh, really? really? Yeah. Okay. So he knew exactly where I wanted the stutters and how I wanted that stuttered. So yeah, I'm really, really particular. But I'd worked with Phil before, so he knew. Okay. That was how that was like. He, he got it. He knew I wasn't just being a dick. So, was, so you didn't sit there for the whole afternoon and no, you will <laughs> you will pause after the second tea. <laughs> yeah, so he knew like uh, when he got the script, I said to him, you know, the starters are written in for you. So you just have to rehearse it 
as is. And he knew that was how it was going to be anyway. And he's really cool. So, and he did like, he did a great job. So yeah, well, all the actors did a great job because there was a lot there that I'd never worked with before. So yeah. So it was, uh, yeah, I was really thrilled. It's quite a big cast. Yeah. It's 21 cast total. Did you audition for? All of them. Every single one of them? Yep. So, yeah, that took a while. I can imagine. <laughs> <laughs> and the agents really don't like me because I, I say no a lot because, I mean, I'm really particular because, I mean, we only have a limited budget. So, yes. I mean, there's some things. I mean, we do uh, the very best we can with the production side of things. Uh, so it's important that things I can control, like the cast and the actors and how they deliver the lines, it's really important that it's as perfect as it can be. How, so, how do you cast? Do you, do you find... Um, uh, people who you think are, you know, you, you can see that they're talented and then fit them to a role later on or no. as you're watching their audition, you know exactly if, if, if you like them, you, you can see exactly which, which role you are, you are casting them for. No, well, so I, I will email, so uh, uh, let's say, for example, there's a criminal part, right? And I've never worked with Richard before. So I email all the talent agencies. Mm-hmm. So there's about 22 from Lismore up to the Sunshine Coast. So wow, I, okay. I, I email all 22 with the brief of I'm looking for a guy to play a thug criminal type. He has to be, you know, late 30s sort of age group. Um, it's, so it's an open brief, you know. Uh, then they send me emails back with suggestions of who they think with their bios and showreels. I'll go through that. I'll say, you know, I'll see him and I'll see him, but I won't see the rest. Okay. And they come in, they audition. And if they do a good audition, they get the role, pretty much. So I, I didn't realise that was the process. Yeah, yeah. That they'll send you their, their, their material beforehand. Yeah, well, well, yeah. So I get, uh, for those who might be listening in Australia who are actors... Uh, <laughs> Pay close attention. No, 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 <laughs> well, uh, they'll know of eCaster. So they'll send me their... So the agents will send me their eCaster, like, resume, for the want of a better word, which has all of their skills and bio and uh, show reel hopefully and audio okay. reel hopefully and I'll look through all of that so like I mean there's quite a few that I'll get and I mean some are fantastic and some are middle of the road and some are atrocious <laughs> that's just the way it goes yes and so I sort of whittle them down first and then I say like out of the let's say they send me 10 and I'll see two out of the 10 that they'll send me so yeah so I mean on a day that I'll do an audition I might audition for three roles on one day, uh, and I'll probably see about 30 people in that one day. Right. And, uh, yeah, so that's sort of how – so it's a, casting is a big process. Mm. I, 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 I just struggle to think how, how on earth you would manage that because there are, what, 13 um, different – Yeah, well, there's six, uh, 16 there's applicants. 16, 16 uh, employees. Plus in two this. cops. <coughs> two ah, that's true, yeah. 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 So, I mean, casting every single one of those, yeah, of course you couldn't do that in a, in a, in a single day. No, no. So, I'm yeah, huge. I sort of divided up. Uh, well, the good news is obviously there's about, oh, what, seven or eight, probably, yeah, about eight on, yeah, it's, I don't know off the top of my head, but about eight actors who I'd worked with previously. <laughs> so uh, for those ones, I just sort of got them in without asking for others to see if they could knock it out of the park. And they came in, did great auditions. So I was like, yeah, no, you're sweet as. But with the others where I didn't know people who fit those roles, I had to, yeah, fresh castings. Very good. Yeah. For your personal process, when do you get them to audition? Do you get them to audition using the the, the script? Absolutely. You do? Okay. Interesting. And, and so uh, that in itself causes problems uh, for the simple reason is there's a couple of agents who are rather <laughs> prudish 
And uh, they say, oh, no, no, your, your script's far too inappropriate for my actors. <laughs> and uh, I try to explain to them that it's really not their decision. It's the actor's decision yeah. whether they're going to audition or not. It really has nothing to do with them. They're a facilitator, but they think they're, they're not. And uh, <laughs> so it, it makes life tricky sometimes because some of the agents are jerks, but some of them are lovely. So, you yeah. know, it uh, swings and roundabouts. But given that, what do you say? You've done like 17 films, did you yeah, say? Yeah. You must have a, a pretty good relationship with some of these casting agencies. Just oh, no, I do, yeah. yeah. No, there's, there's a few out there that are absolutely brilliant and, you know, they always send me fantastic. There's, yeah, there's probably about four or five who I, I know for 100% sure I can rely on. They'll send me brilliant talent every time and they're, they're super professional and easy to deal with and there's never a problem. And then there's, like I say, I mean, it's the same in any profession. I mean, you know, if you've got a clogged up toilet and you need to get a plumber, some plumbers are going to be fantastic and some are going to be terrible. Mm. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, it's the shit for a lack of a (laughs) (laughs) So, so, um, yeah. So, I mean, it's the same in any profession. You just got to, and so I always keep my fingers crossed that uh, the agents that I get along really well with have some really good talent that are going to fit that particular role. So, Mm. yeah. The advice in some of the, for some of the interviewees is, uh, for instance, lie on your resume because everybody does it. Um, don't, go, don't go too in-depth. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. Uh, just, uh, and, and also um, present whatever, whatever perfect image you want and then you know, show off the, the, the real you know, cunt that you are uh, <laughs> later on. Is that speaking from experience? Have you had auditionees that um, actors that auditioned really well and then turned out to be rubbish to work with or very difficult to work with? Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> called, and what are their names? <laughs> They're called actors. <laughs> <laughs> They're called everybody. No, not at all. No, look. I mean, I, I again because uh, you know my time frame is limited. When I'm when I I've learned over time when I get an actor in for an audition. I do like a two-minute just normal conversation with the person to sort of get – because, I mean, a person will reveal their personality within two minutes of meeting right. them. And so, I mean, it's a lot of – I once had a chat to a friend of mine who's an actor and I said it's a lot like being a football coach, you know, because, I mean, if you think of a football coach, he's also a psychologist. I mean, he's got to be a good man yep. manager. It's not just about having good tactics – to win your game of football, he's got to be able to know what fella to give a cuddle to and what fella to give a spray to and what Just guys point. are going to react to what stimulation, you know? So, And the same thing goes with me. So I need to sum a person up really quickly and I need to know that, you know what, that person's going to be a jerk no matter what. <laughs> so it doesn't really matter how good an actor he or she's going to be. I just don't have the time to deal with their shit. So I just have to let that one go. Or on the flip side, there might be someone who comes in who's really shy, but if you give them a lot of encouragement, they come out and they do a great job. Or on the flip side, there might be some that do a great job and you just have to leave them alone to do a great job. So you've really got to understand people as well and understand what's going to make them tick. And I, I sort of have to sum that up within the first two minutes of meeting them. Then I'll audition them to see what their acting skills are actually like with the script. And if that, because again, my auditions are different in that usually an actor would get a paragraph to memorize and they'll just punch out that paragraph. I make them do the entire script. Oh, okay. So I make them do all of their roles. So, for example, the last film, the prostitution one, I mean, there was a 15-minute long scene. I made them do that entire scene. 
So with this one, it was a lot shorter because each character's, I mean, I think the longest one probably goes for about two minutes, the, the segment. So this one was a lot shorter, but I make them do their entire role to make sure they get the jokes and to see how they themselves would deliver the jokes in that character. And then I give them direction if, if required. So yeah. That's actually a very honest way to audition. Not only do you get to see their, their whole range, but they also get get a chance to uh, see you as a director, not not just a snippet that you've you know selected. Well, I, I um, think I think it's better for that reason. Well, for a raft of reasons. I mean, I get to see how they interpret them all of the material. I get to see how they are as a person. Yeah. I get to give them a little bit of direction. So an audition with me will go for like you know twenty minutes, whereas usually an audition goes for five minutes. Oh God, in and out, yeah, yeah. So so. Uh, it's a lot of actors get uh, sort of uh, not off put, but they're a little bit confused <laughs> by it because everything. I'm going to miss my bus. <laughs> 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 I, I, have a, I have a train to catch. Yeah. But uh, no, so uh, I everything I do in the way I make my films is different uh, for a raft of. I mean, I've got a disability, which obviously makes it different. I've got. Uh, limited budget i release my films differently i mean everything i do in how i make my films is different but i i believe in myself i think that it leads to a funny and good and better product that's what i believe and, yeah. and so it works for what i do and yeah so that's how i've learned to do it do you have a particular favorite uh interview joke that you what, that it, you wrote yeah a, a segment yeah um well, no, because I wrote them all, so I think they're all... <laughs> they're all my babies. Yeah, pretty much. But I, look, look, when, I, when I was writing it, it was really important to me because I started off with four. So The Criminal was the first one okay. I wrote, then The Stuttering Guy, and there was a couple of others. But then, so I had four there, and I was like, well, I need to now expand it so I'm picking on every corner of society equally because you can't just pick on one person. You have to pick on everybody. <laughs> so it was important to me... That I, and that's why there's 16, so I hope that I haven't missed out on anybody. I wanted to pick on everybody. And so, yeah, it was just then a matter of going through every corner of society and thinking, well, I haven't got a snobby, stuck-up housewife bitch, so I need her. <laughs> and I haven't got a slutty girl, so I need her. Of course. And I haven't got a guy who thinks he's God's gift to women, so I need him. You know, So it was about then going through every corner of society and getting them all equally. Yeah. My hot take is that the... The, the suicide bomber trainer guy was the most competent <laughs> person <laughs> that interviewed in that, in that thing. I was like, wow. Out of, like, I get it, but out of everyone that I've seen, he's getting the job. Like, he was yeah. on you're, the you're on the short list. Yeah. You're on the short list. <laughs> I have to say, like, the first bit of advice that you give right at the, right at the start before the interviews is the dressing appropriately, which actually rang home for me because I did – very much overdressed for a job uh, interview at, at one stage. Um, and I, I didn't land the job. Um, but I did look snazzy in my tuxedo. <laughs> well, see, see, that's wearing, wearing a full three-piece suit to a job interview a hat. for a diesel-fitting apprenticeship. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did you say Does top hat? No, no, no. No, oh, I did. Oh, okay. <laughs> I like, Jesus, I, wish I, I think oh, if I did have a top hat, I probably wouldn't be sitting here right now. <laughs> well, see, so, there's an oil baron out front of me. Well, see, see, for that particular... it's. Uh, Simon, my production man, thinks it's hilarious the lengths I go to for a stupid joke. Uh, so, for example, the immigration officer badges. 
you know, that took a lot of time for my props, lady. And if you actually pause it, the names of the immigration officers and their numbers are jokes in themselves. Yes. So uh, it, it's that, and again, with that particular joke, I had to go to a costume shop and get costumes specially fitted out just for that 10-second joke. And wow. It cost me yeah. money to do that. Yeah. But, you know. <laughs> Worth it. it to me, it is. You know, so, yeah, I, I, the lengths I go to for stupid jokes are really quite extraordinary. Whereas I think the best joke in the whole film is probably the cheapest one. It's the Mr. Jackson one right, right at the start. Oh, really? Mr. Jackson? Yeah. Refresh me. I've fully spoke. Thank you for coming in, Mr. Jackson. And then it's just a hard cut to, to, <laughs> to go scrunching up a piece of paper and yeah. throwing it in the bin because <laughs> yes. it didn't show up. Yeah. <laughs> always oh. remember to show up. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I laughed out loud. That was the best joke oh, in the really? world. It was fantastic. Yeah. It was, See, yeah. I'm a sucker for like a long walk kind of joke where you just keep building and building and building and building. And you're like, it's the point, like as an audience member, you're like looking at your watch and like, what's, what's that? And then you finally get there. I love when you, when jokes okay. are purposely okay. well, stretched few, out for effect. There's a few of them in there. Exactly. Right? I asked one character where his education was and we get a two minute monologue. So, you know, it's that kind of, that kind of thing. Yeah. Cause no, I'm, I, I, I'm kind of, I'm with both of you to be honest in that, uh, well, again, when I'm writing it, I like to have a bit of everything. And I find both of those sort of, uh, I, I like, uh, th- there was a sketch show on, uh, you'd be able to look it up on YouTube called The Fast Show when I was back in the early 90s. I don't know. It's an English show. It was on SBS. But- I was, I was, I was going to say, as I was watching that, uh, I, was, I was entirely reminded of Degeneration. Yeah, well, it, it, it seems like it, it, would, it would be entirely appropriate in the Degen show to have this, this well, series of sketches. Well, that, that takes me to a different story. I've got lots of stories now. Yeah. <laughs> but but uh, my first one being is that the fast, <coughs> the fast show were kings of doing the, uh, the slow burn. So they had a character called Unlucky Alf. And there was one particular sketch where he's at the top of the road and he's like, you know, see the hole down the street there? I bet you I'll fall in that hole. And he walks down the street because he's an old man. It takes him like literally, like you can look it up, just look up Unlucky Alf on YouTube. Mm. And it takes him, no bullshit, it's got to be 90 seconds, if not two minutes of him. And it's just the one shot walking (laughs) down the street. And then finally the wind picks him up and blows him over (laughs) into the hole. Like, and it's like that, you know, he's going to, there's a Monty Python. We're good at that. Where jokes, you know, a joke's going to happen. Like for, they tell you what the punchline is in, in the opening. Like for example, uh, with Monty Python, there was the sketch, the uh, hundred meters for people with no sense of direction, <laughs> and he shoots the cat the gun, and everybody just, just spreads. <laughs> like you, you know, that's what's going to happen, but it's still funny, and that's the genius of it. And in regards to the degeneration, uh, that was the first the first time I'd ever seen mockumentary setup. Yes, was degeneration. Okay, yeah. So, uh, so front uh, front line. Uh, well, before that, and, oh, before that even. Yeah. So in the late show, they used to often do uh, mockumentaries. So they had, for example, um, just trying to think, they had they had one with old people where it's like, uh, don't you think that whenever you're in a rush, old people are purposely sent to get in your way? <laughs> and there was like a like a six minute mockumentary of like different situations of like where an old person will get in your – like they've got like a, a a hub run by an old person. He's got a walkie-talkie sending old people out to different areas <laughs> of town to like get in people's way. Yes. And then there was another one with Tony Martin, which is my all-time favourite, which is the uh, – uh, he plays a filmmaker called Warren Perso, who's like a – I don't know, not porn director, but like close, like art house director. 
and it's like an 11 minute mockumentary about his life and it's just incredible and then there was yeah there's been lots but that was the first time I'd seen a mockumentary format you know, I was only like 11 at the time because when was, I was born in 81 and that was 92, 93. Yeah. So, you know, I probably shouldn't have been watching the late <laughs> show, but I was. There was no supervision in my house. But, uh, and that was the first time I'd seen that, that setup. And I was like, that's really funny. That's really cool. And so, you know, sort of taking the piss out of documentaries. Yeah. And so that was the first time I'd seen that sort of format. And so you are correct. That's what sort of inspired, I guess, in my head, uh, I, I take it as a compliment that you say that it could uh, it could see itself in a degeneration type I, situation. I had that feeling straight away, and I and I grew up watching fast forward and things like that as well. Ten, ten years old, yet probably uh, by today's standards, not not <laughs> not an appropriate thing to be watching for a ten year old. But my parents were on board, and we had a we had a great time watching them. Yes, I still remember some of the some of the sketches now. Yeah, well, yeah, same same. Well, yeah, I mean, they live on forever. The yeah. the, the good ones, anyway. Absolutely, hundred percent. And I'm and I'm all on board for a joke having excellent delivery. Um, oh, of course, it has to. Fair enough for the long for the long setup, but I think if you can get a punchy joke and it's nice and short, and you can nail the delivery, that's going to be f- far funnier than any long long setup you can have. Because it's good. I mean, the, for for a long setup, the the comedy is in the relief that uh, it's finally over. It has it has a punchline and it's finally done. And yes, okay, there is there is some resolution because the tension builds up, and that's a skill as well. You can't. The, lo- the longer you make something, the, the the more the chances that the audience is just not going to be on board for it. Absolutely. It has to pay off. Yeah. Because you're, you're building yourself up and building yourself up and if it doesn't pay off, you're in a lot of trouble because you've just wasted everybody's time and now they hate you. So are you, are you conscious of that when you're Batman writing? Superman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Batman be Superman indeed. Yeah. <laughs> are, you, are you conscious of that when, when, when you're writing longer jokes? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. So I edit a lot. Um because, well, for that reason, yeah. I need to make sure that every joke is absolutely, and I think I've told you guys before, maybe, I may, or I might not have, but um, uh, some advice that was given to me was uh, when you're writing a script, don't just write it, uh, talk it. Yes. So, so that you actually are hearing, so actually. You have, you have to hear the pacing. In, yeah. in this situation, it's actually a good thing being blind because my computer talks to me. Ah. So when I write a script, it's being read to me as I write it. By Stephen Hawking. <laughs> <laughs> I have a fast, sexier yeah. voice. Oh. <laughs> Stephanie Hawking. <laughs> She's super hot. <laughs> so, <laughs> or at least she is in my mind. So I have, I have a voice reading it to me as I'm writing it. So there. Therefore, you know, I'm, I'm being, it's being read to me so I know if, if something's going to work or not, I kind of know straight up because it is being yes. read to me. So I think that in some strange way that kind of that helps. So do you, do, you, do you try and nail the joke at the script level? Or, Absolutely. Okay, okay. Because I was going to say you can always – you can't always edit, you know, a, a good joke together but you can quite often save um, a mediocre joke or uh, highlight it by – by editing it the right way. Do you, I mean, do you rely entirely on your scripting to tell the joke or do you cobble some things together with, with editing? Well, I don't rely entirely. I am flexible. I'm not silly enough not to be flexible, but I try to do it all in the script writing phase. But if uh, when we're filming or if we're editing, uh, something comes up or something happens and it's funny. Like, for example, yes, actually, yeah. there's a good example in this piece with the immigration officers. So... Um, <laughs> It, it sounds kind of mean 
but it's not meant to be. But Craig, who plays one of the immigration officers, is a reasonably large kind of character, and uh, it's just how he is. I don't think athletics is ever going to be his <laughs> vocation in life. Again, not being mean, it's just who the man is. I can relate. Uh, <laughs> and so uh, his, his sort of when he runs into the room and runs out of the room is quite funny just because of the way he sort of waddles. Yes. You know, so it sort of just adds to it, you know. So, again, that comes in the casting. So I knew that it would look funny to have a bigger guy. as uh, Well, same with Chris. He's a larger sort of chap as well. So I knew that when I was casting it to get bigger dudes in, you know, because you, again, with the whole thing, ideal and stereotypes, you know, every character is an exaggerated stereotype. Very much so. And so even down to the immigration officers, they, they were sort of my uh, chief wiggum. They needed to be your fat <laughs> cops, you know, so your stereotype of your fat, lazy cops, stupid, lazy, you know, so that, that again, it's stereotypes. So when I'm casting and it just worked out that it, he did it really far, I mean, he's, the man's only got one line, but he did it well. And he, he drops his, like, he's so useless. He drops his badge and, you know, like I got him to, I, I said to him, you got to be as useless as you can. And he was. And it's over so quickly. <laughs> I mean, you're, you're right. It literally is like 10 seconds, that that whole scene. Yes. Well, again, you know, what I, the, the lengths I go to for a student, I mean, <laughs> you've got one dude who just appears from nowhere. I love that he's there <laughs> because you've got this guy interviewing for the, for the job. And what was the other guy doing? Was he also going to be working at night when well, well, <laughs> this he, guy was in? He, he was just hiding under a friend's staircase. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so that, uh, yeah, that, that's pretty much, uh, yeah. Uh, like, again, it's the things I do for, for silly jokes pretty much. But uh, I, I think uh, without that, it doesn't. it's not funny. So, I mean, you've you got to go to that trouble to make it entertaining for the people that, that are watching, you know? Absolutely. The, oh, just, please, no, no, please, no. I was just going to say, the, the one thing that kind of, uh, like I can, I can buy the, the, the universe, it was, it was all fine. The one thing that I kept wondering about after, you know, thinking about it watch, after watching it a couple of times, was right at the start where... I appreciate that you watched it a couple of times. I, I certainly did. It was, it was heavy research. <laughs> well, no, I, I, I just kept thinking about the, um, uh, the clothes uh, advice at the, at the very start of the whole thing. No, no, and what, what kept jarring in my mind is that, okay, in the logic of, of the film, you've paid these actors to make this film, right? Yeah. And they're parading clothes around and, and being a part of this thing, you know, don't don't overdress, don't underdress, and do that. But they're so angry and surly when they when they're being recorded. Yes. And I couldn't for the life of me work out why they were so they're being paid to do this job and yet they're they're pissed off when they're there. Well no, because I told them I'm the director. No, no I know I know that's, <laughs> no, that's no, I'm being a dick. Yeah. No, <laughs> I understand your question. No, so uh, essentially, it's, it's funny. I mean, it, it, it works. It's a good joke. I, I, I just well, they're reacting to the voiceover, yeah. so so they need to be appropriate to the voiceover that's mm. happening over the top of them. Yeah. So, because look, my character, for the want of a better word, though. Then again, <laughs> if you ask Simon, he would tell you that it's not a character. Is <laughs> me as an arrogant jerk throughout the whole thing. And so for that to work, the actors need to respond. And so, yeah, with, with that one, you know, I'm insulting them pretty much yes, the entire yeah, time. Yeah. So they need to act insulted. So that's why they're annoyed and pissed pretty much. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah. That's, that's probably just me o overthinking it anyway, like I have a tendency to do. No, we'll when, see. When, when something doesn't make sense, I'll <laughs> unfortunately get to the extreme. That's why I'm here, to clarify. Oh, good. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> but, but look, look uh, I mean, uh, I feel really uh, uh, 
Billy, who was the the guy in that particular scene, came came up from Canberra to to be oh, in wow. the film. So he uh, he really believes in the project, and he 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 was an actor that. I'd worked with briefly before, and so I contacted him and said, look, I've got a role for you. It's not a big role, but it's a role in, in my next film. And he came up from Canberra because he really loved the script and he really wanted to do it. So I, I, I think that was uh, really cool of him to do that. And look, he's a, he's a really cool young actor. He's got a interesting uh, Instagram channel. And I say in- interesting, not in the derogatory term that uh, <laughs> it gets used in. It is actually quite an interesting Instagram channel because he does some uh, outrageous posts. Uh, so, uh, but uh, yeah, so people could look him up and uh, yeah, he's, he's got a got a unique style about him and I like working with him actually he's a cool dude so I was really pleased that he came up to be in it so yeah so what's next because obviously this is out you're yep. obviously trying to keep yourself busy what's on the horizon for yourself well well I, I'm promoting this film like the uh, the media whore that I am oh so, of course yeah. so obviously we want everybody to uh, hit the Beer Nuts Productions website and uh, get amongst it and download and enjoy and then then there'll be uh, there'll be hopefully this is our first film for 2019 I try and get a few out a year, so uh, the next one will be coming out shortly. Uh, not a thousand percent sure on what it might be. Might do an audio one next or another film, so people just have to uh, stay tuned to uh, all the socials and, and podcasts like yourselves to uh, find out what the what's coming up next for the Beer Nuts Productions Fun Factory. Can I just ask... Um about uh, like your funding, how do you go about funding? Like, is oh, that's right. Indi- you haven't done this before, have you? <laughs> no. Indi- Indiegogo or no, 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 not at all. So, uh, self-funded. Yeah, absolutely, one hundred percent self-funded. So people jump on the Beer Nuts Productions website. They download a piece and the funding comes from the downloads. Okay. So the more downloads and support that I get. Uh, the quicker I can make the next project, the bigger and the better I can make the next project. So that's why I obviously uh, encourage everyone to jump on. And, and yeah. look, I mean, it's not just about uh, supporting what Beer Nuts Productions does. It's also about enjoying some entertainment. So, yeah. you know, they, they're getting obviously a 26-minute film for, for their for their, their money. And like I said earlier, it's, mm. it's less than a cup of coffee. And so they jump on, they, uh, they enjoy what they see. Hopefully they download a few projects because obviously, you know, if they enjoy it, they can go back and watch something else or listen to one of the audio pieces we've done. Yeah. And, and uh, uh, the more they download, the, the better it is because they'll get more entertainment and I'll get mm. uh, more funds to make the next project, which hopefully they'll also enjoy. So, I mean, it's one of these rare situations. And I tell this, I mean, people think I'm kind of, trying to uh, like sell them bogusness, but it, it's like everybody wins because yeah. they're getting entertainment, they're supporting independent film and, and like, like I know it's a joke within the film which you've talked about, but it is actually local talent, like it's local actors that I'm hiring and, and so everybody, everybody does actually win because yeah. I'm hiring independent artists who are getting, you know, another job, which is fantastic and I'm producing independent work, which I think is great mm. and people are getting entertainment, which is fantastic. So, I mean, it is one of these rare situations where everybody's kicking a goal, So which I think is a good thing, you know, because very rarely in life can that be the case. Absolutely right. Yeah. 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 Okay, so where should people be going to watch this film? Absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, beernutsproductions.com. So that's all they need to uh, worry about is just, yeah, beernutsproductions.com and they can download this film. They can download all of our work. So we've got, like I said earlier, 17 films. We've got eight audio downloads and five books. So there's tons of stuff there for them to be entertained by. So And, of course, all the socials. So Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and also we've got our YouTube channel, which has all the trailers and all that sort of stuff. So Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So just uh, Beer Nuts Productions. Just type it into... 
uh, whatever you want uh, and uh, maybe not Pornhub. Because that <laughs> Too late. I'm already there. Because <laughs> like, being nuts, eh? <laughs> well, you, you'll get a surprise. <laughs> Just type in bald with glasses and you'll be like, oh. holy moly. I didn't know he could bend and twist in those ways. <laughs> I always suspected though. He's surprisingly <laughs> flexible. Golf is like an Olympic gymnast. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so just type in Beer Nuts Productions into uh, the social media networks and YouTube and uh, we come up and obviously BeerNutsProductions.com and hopefully everybody gets lots of enjoyment out of all the, uh, all the entertainment that we're providing. And obviously we'll be posting on, our, on Facebook and the rest of our socials anyway. So if you're listening to this, just jump on there and you'll find the link straight away to send you the right place. Absolutely. Any, any final questions, anyone? Anything you want to go? Anything I, I'm a Sagittarius. I, I, <laughs> I like uh, candlelit dinners. And, What's your favourite colour? Uh, uh, black, like my heart. <laughs> <laughs> the appropriate answer. <clears throat> black is a shade. <laughs> <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't seen your entire library, but of, of what I have, I think this is your best work. Oh, well, thank you very yeah. much. I'm, I'm glad you enjoyed Actually, I had a, a not a vigorous debate, but uh, I'm glad that you, you used the term mockumentary earlier because Simon, my production guy, he says this is more sitcom style with the sort of set up punchline sort of sitcom sort of style. And I disagreed. I thought it was more mockumentary. And being as I wrote it, I'm correct. But I'm, <laughs> glad, I'm glad that you also uh, found it to be more mockumentary sort of style well, as well. The whole thing's tied together to be an, an instructional video. Yes. Like yeah. it's, it's a series of sketches, but the whole thing is is coherently one one thing. And yet, what else would you call it other than a mockumentary? Well, that's what I would have yeah. thought too, but si- Simon was of yeah, the opinion. Simon doesn't know anything. No, no, no. <laughs> Simon just, says he, you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's just been in the industry 35 years, but he's a hack. <laughs> <laughs> well, allow us to whore ourselves out for a second. Alex, what's our social media? <laughs> so if you go onto the thing... With the, the the blue thing with the white F. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so Facebook.com. Like every other website, yep. 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 Uh, <laughs> one of the slash, slash, slash uh, second take. Perfect. And then you'll find us. You can Probably. also find us on Instagram <laughs> Maybe. at second take podcast. Yeah. Or if you live in the future, you can tweet us at second take TNC. Uh, send us an email at secondtakepodcast.gmail.com or go to our website, secondtakepodcast.com. And Goff, finally, one last time, where do we find you? Yep, beernutsproductions.com. That's all, yeah, beernutsproductions.com. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us today. No, thank you, fellas. I really do appreciate you having me on the podcast. It, uh, obviously, without uh, fellas like you, then nobody would know that I exist. So I, I am very grateful for you having me on. <laughs> You're more than more welcome. Than I'm sure we'll have you on for the next one anyway. <laughs> Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.